Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Carl. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We also have our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What's up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do, and more so, we love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. Right, all right. Welcome to the Sipping Social Podcast, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we got our number one super fan sitting with us, uh, John's neighbor, Mark. Uh, he's the best. We love drinking with him, and that's why he's sitting with us today, because we want to hear what he has to say about all the good stuff we're going to drink. So, If you don't like Mark, I don't want to be friends with you. Exactly. So, Mark, what up? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks I, for having me on. How are you doing today? Good. Sweet. What are we drinking on he's right now, number boys? He's n- number one recurring guest. Yeah, absolutely. First yeah. recurring guest. Yeah. So that's great. Number one. Number, yeah, I like it. I like it. Actually, I love it. Yeah. Uh, what are we sipping on, Johnny? What you got over there? I got a Captain and Coke <laughs> and a special glass, a special little rocks glass here. It doesn't deserve it, but uh, it's in it, and I'm drinking it. Nice, nice. Gary, what you got? I have, uh, because Mark here is here, I got a old Bardstown bottled and bond Kentucky only release. Is that right? Yep. Nice. And only, it's good. Only available to uh, distillery down there, right? Yep, at the Willow Distillery. Nice, nice. Mark, what are you drinking? I'm actually uh, sipping on the Cody Rhodes. Uh, you guys talked about it on two podcasts ago, and so I decided I was going to try it tonight. Beautiful, beautiful. I got some Dovetail Coast Style Ale over here. Let's mm-hmm. have a little uh, cheers, boys, and uh, have a nice little podcast. Cheers, boys. Mm. 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 Speaking of Cody Road, I got to give a shout out to our boy Sam. So, what up, Sam? So that was I, Sam listens, and it's great because two things about that podcast. It was two podcasts ago. It was the one we we, we recorded right before COVID. And, I, I like to call it the Coco. Okay, do you want to explain that? No, I think it's just a cooler term. Okay, I got you. So right before the Coco, yeah, I got I got I got diagnosed with the Coco. Okay, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so so Sam literally brought the whole. Shebangity bang bang, since we're using weird words. He had uh, their bourbon tr- and whiskey list. A trunk full of booze. It was crazy. But one of the best things about that podcast was the questions he asked us. Agreed. He asked us some really poignant, fantastic questions. And we will circle back to that. But my favorite part of that podcast is in our two minute <laughs> fifty. John's reaction to how long we've been recording and the amount of editing time he was going to have to deal with. <laughs> it's the best thing on that podcast. John sounds exhausted just looking at the amount of time we recorded. We're just that. thinking about the future, you know, of like what I have to do. And just, it's, it's a weird mix, right? Like you're, you're absolutely in the moment having the greatest time of your life, like yeah. drinking and having fun. But then you're thinking about the future of like shit that you have to go through. Right. And so there's a stark contrast in your mind. And that kind of came out in that moment, and I apologize. I love it, dude. It's, I laughed the hardest. It's like in that, that moment podcast. where you're having like fun hanging out with your buddies, and you're like, yeah. "Oh man, I got to wake up at 8 a.m. tomorrow. I got to work tomorrow. Yeah, it's like, oh, this <laughs> you guys don't have to work tomorrow, and I do. This night is awesome. Shit, <laughs> I got a four-hour drive tomorrow. <laughs> so, but that's one of my favorite all-time podcasts we've done. Uh, thank you, Sam, for coming on. Really appreciate it. We know you're listening. Keep up the good work, brother. And anytime you want to come back on, you can be our uh, second recurring guest. Yeah, number two. 
Perfect. Uh, we got to recycle on some other things that we talked about in, in past episodes. Uh, I quickly alluded to in that episode, Lazy Dog. You guys remember this part of the conversation? I mean, that was like four months ago, but yeah, I do. <laughs> it's coming back. <laughs> so Lazy, <laughs> Lazy Dog is a microbrewery out of California that's opened up multiple locations throughout the, the U.S. There's like eight states that have them. Uh, there's a location on 59. Um, I don't want to judge anything because post-COVID, everything's different. I don't want to judge anything by my one visit there. But uh, nobody who or anybody who works there is not going to like this comparison, but it's pretty much rock bottom. Hmm. Wait, the comparison is rock bottom or the comparison is to rock bottom? Is to rock bottom. Ooh, that's two different things. Okay, so Maybe it's not, very though. similar to rock bottom. The beer was not bad. But is it like... But the food we, was just very average pub here. Are we talking like... Beer and food, yeah, still back in the nineties, or the um, no, I, I would the look I, and feel of the place. No, the the look and the feel of the place was modern, more modern, more modern, uh, comfortable. Yeah. Um, and they they do allow dogs in there, hence the name Lazy Dog. But the dog. beer was very straightforward, and the, the food the was beer was the beer was decent. The food was just okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, I didn't like literally. I just brought it up last time and didn't have any background info. So now I'm telling you that I've been there and I have a little bit of background info. Beer was decent. Food was okay. Uh, not something I would wait in line for. Where is there a place that has like really great beer and really great food? Burger Social. No, no, no. But you don't make the beer, though. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, so microbreweries? Of course, Burger Social. Yeah, but... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like a place that like has a brewery and has like a brew pub. Like, is there... More I, brewing? Yeah. Like that's, more. No, get, noon Whistle? I even think Noon Whistle, the Lombard location. They, yeah. have, they got food there? Wonderful food. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know they had beer. food there. It's, it's a newer thing within the that last like trucks. month. Yeah, um, the previously, so they took over, we talked about this mo- for a brief moment. The, yeah. They were taking over the whirly ball, bo- whirly ball spot, so they expanded the brewing area, they expanded the um, hanging out area, and then they put a kitchen in there. Oh, perfect. So it's, it, it's, it's not table service as far as like having a, a server, it's counter service. Like you go up, pay for it, and then they bring it out with your number. That's fine. But the food is really good there. Yeah. And it's only the Lombard, Lombard location. It's not the Naperville. Okay. And uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit because I'd like to hear more about that. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to circle back to that we talked about is the Popeye's chicken sandwich challenge that we were all talking about. Mm-hmm. Did anybody try that yet? No. No. Okay. Your homework is to go out and try that. We're gonna, we'll come back to that I've again. I've had canes, though. Okay. So moving on to the next play, part of the conversation that I want to wrap up from one of our previous episodes is the Raising Cane's Chicken. So every time I drive by that place on Roosevelt Road, it is packed. There's a line around the, do- around the building. It's crazy. And like we talked about, there's literally five things on the on the menu it's just chicken and fries basically no, that's it's, all it is and it's maybe it, some bread it's a, diff- <laughs> it's a different variation of their chicken strips where there's three five seven or yeah, yeah just three di- just or different five numbers. on a sandwich and then you have fries and i think one other side option and then whatever pop you want but it's great you get that little piece of uh, texas toast in there with a little bit of butter on there oh it's wonderful is the texas toast part of the the side option or? i feel like this is like another, this is like another schlotsky's deli where it's going to be like huge for the next like few years and then they're all going to disappear because like they only have like one type of thing that they serve that draws people yeah and then it's just gonna like people are getting sick of it and it's gonna be gone what i didn't understand I, is that they said that the kings was like a great like late night spot 
I said that. You said that? Yeah, it's not open my late. sources were terrible, just so you know. It's, it's like, it closed at like eight. <laughs> well, we determined that it was good late night food, but the location in itself is a death trap if you're like having No, but a few I don't think drinks, it's even open past Roosevelt eight. Road in Glen Ellen. Yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's not even open late. No, so, who, so my sources, However, I'm, I'm apologizing 100% yeah. right now. Okay. So how, how my, terrible would it be if you were to have a few drinks in you and you drove over there at like 1030 at night, close. it wasn't open, and then left the parking lot and got a DUI? Terrible, terrible. So I'm apologizing hungry, hungry. for misinformation. That's why we're recycling back to these so I can explain myself, all right? So I have no prior knowledge, but I've been to oh, Raising I Cane's. It. I love it. The food is pretty good. I could think different. of I could think of other places that have better chicken. I could think of a lot of places that I would go that had more than just chicken strips in different variations. Your chicken strips at the uh, Burger Social are off the hook. Really, really good. Off fresh. The hook. Very fresh. Delicious. Very fresh. Do you have the Thank same you chicken for that strip? Plug. Do you have the same chicken strips at Mays? We do. You do. Nice. Yeah, we just added them uh, two weeks ago. Oh man, they're so good. We have a kids menu now that has a kids charcuterie board on it. That's incredible. Wait, wait, wait. You have a kids charcuterie board yeah is this the first restaurant ever that's had a kids menu charcuterie board i've never i've <laughs> never seen it, it i've never be. seen it before it's incredible it's got um apple slices carrots celery um deli sliced ham cheddar cheese i can't believe this is a thing this is cheetos phenomenal. uh goldfish and something else i'm forgetting it's incredible honeycomb what does that go for at ten bucks, I'll have I'll have two the next. Yeah, time right. I, I, I almost ordered one for us today when we were doing the tasting, just as a joke. Jeez, that sounds that's amazing. Awesome, right? Whoever came up with that idea, kudos. Yeah, that's a great idea. Awesome. Thanks, Glen Allen, for uh, wanting that. Well, we figured that we needed like <laughs> we needed like uh, like cater to the kids during like uh, curbside pickup if oh we all get gosh. effed over again. Sure, so, like, people won't come get to go food from us because they can't get anything for their kids. Yeah, besides the side mac and cheese and surprise. Yeah, so we've added a whole yeah. kids menu. No, that's and, good. And that's, that's one of the items. If you don't have a kids menu, you're already like discluding a portion of your guests right, or yeah, potential think, guests. And I think that's fine if you're open fully, 100% inside. Sure. But not when But all those you things, need all those things sound pretty easy to put together. I mean, the you're not, oh, like, oh, you're not like slicing this the is ham. A, this is the part I forgot to tell you. It comes with a fresh baked chocolate chip cookie. Oh, right, now, now you just tapped it. Yep, that's, that's great. perfect. So my first, and a dessert. my first question was how 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 quickly are we going to run through the cookies? Because everyone's just going to just pound in the back house, just going to pound cookies. <laughs> I had four of them. So your whole staff gained I had ten four pounds of them on Monday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to run out any day now. You better hurry up. All right, sweet. Um, that's an that's awesome. The next time I come in there, I'm getting that as my appetizer. All right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. So last thing to kind of recircle back to is some fact checking from our last podcast. We did some delicious beer reviews from Dovetail, the Hellas Lager, and the Kolsch Style Ale, which I'm drinking right now. Thanks, Dovetail, for making that. It's fantastic. So Garrett asked me a, a really good question about what the classic Hellas Grain Bill was because that's the one we like the most. And according to beerandbrewing.com, it's mostly Pills malt, some Vienna malt, and a little bit of Victory malt. So that's what the grain bill would be, a.k.a. the mash bill, Sure. to answer your question. Um, <clears throat> the hops used for this specific beer are a German noble uh, hop variety, which is uh, very um, picked out for a reason because it, it definitely lends to the floral aroma, aroma and the flavor of a Helles Lager that they use in Germany. They also do use reverse osmosis brewing style. 
Well, they do. Which allows them to add, add the minerals, add dovetail, nice. which add, allows them to add the minerals um, that makes it really similar, actually exactly similar to the Munich water that they use, which brings out these floral and um, flavors for the lagers. And then the owners of Dovetail claim that Chicago water is really similar to Bavaria's water, and that's why they use it in making it in their Hefeweizen, which is like their number one selling beer, and people love that beer and go apeshit for it at social. Hmm. So we can say that Dovetail will um, bring you closer to a higher score in your <laughs> Cicerone outside of in your Cicerone score outside yeah. of United States beers hopefully okay. if, they, if they give me free beer and allow my palate to develop their <laughs> beers as those beers so uh, if Dovetail I know you're not listening but if you ever do listen to this please bring on some more beers that are uh, reminiscent of the Bavarian style of brewing well if you ever want reverse osmosis water Geneva uses reverse osmosis for their water filtration Okay. Come over, I'll, I'll pour you something off the table. You, you got the minerals to throw in there to emulate Munich yeah, water? I just turned the water on, on my, my sink. Perfect. <laughs> Where do they draw the water from? Uh, there's a, a well, I think. Or it's a well or. So it's not Lake Michigan out there? No. Or Fox Valley River? Mm, I don't think it's. I don't, I, I'm not drinking that water out of the Fox, that's oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a, like a, res, a reservoir that they pull from. Recycle shower water. Yeah. I mean, it's actually each house has their own filtration system reverse osmosis just, under, just underneath recycle. yeah <laughs> just recycle your own water nice nice <laughs> uh big news locally let's talk about chicago getting back to a little bit of normalcy regarding the beer, uh the bars and the restaurants uh i like to uh liken it to a soft opening based on where they were from um and how strict their rules are for bars and restaurants to be open uh, I don't know how detailed we want to go into this. Well, but let's just start off saying that they are the most strict. Uh, they, yeah, for in sure. Illinois. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. Chicago is completely different than yeah. us. Yeah, than anywhere the else. Same set of rules. Yeah. Just yeah. in Illinois, though, right? Or yeah, yeah. If if we're talking just in Illinois, downtown Chicago has the strictest rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they went from uh, restaurants went from twenty five percent capacity to forty percent capacity. Bars and taverns and breweries without food were previously not allowed to be open. Now they can be open to 25% capacity or 50 people, which is whichever is less. So while that's not a lot, that's better than nothing. And if, if you have to pay rent, mm-hmm. then at least hopefully that 25% of those 50 people per capacity is, is going to make it happen. You, you got to think that like whoever made those percentages aren't like, well, if it was 50%, well, if it was 45%, or 35 but let's just do it 40%. I think it's just like a complete guess. Like why wouldn't you just go to freaking 50% from 25% to 50%? Why do you have to go to 40%? That's a great question. I think it's just like a it's got to be a number that just comes out of the air in these meetings where it's just like mm, 50% sounds a little too like heavy. It's almost like almost closer to 100%. So let's just go 40%. Which meets the 25% halfway. It's not exactly 50%. Yeah. It sounds shittier than 50%. But then you toss in the next restriction and go, okay, if you're 40% is over 50 people, not going to happen. Yeah. Bring it it down. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The whole thing is going to be a bad taste in the mouth. Jeez. And I don't even work it on there. Yeah. Well, honestly, I love going down there. And that's prohibited us from going down there and hanging out at Great Whiskey and, and beer bars. And um, I will say this, though, that 
previously bars and restaurants were only open till 10 a.m. Now they're 10 p.m. Of, I'm sorry, 10 p.m. Now they're open till 1 a.m. That's got to help out tremendously. Um, at least that extra three hours to get you know some more sales in there. Especially at that point, it's all booze, which is where you're making money. So we're assuming that people there's still like a, a thrust for people to go out to 1 a.m. Oh, for sure. To fill that. I mean, for sure. But if nobody. I would assume that most of the people who are you don't going, think people are like chomping at the bit to get out in the city. Yeah, yeah, I know, but the and but especially I mean, if you're working from home every day. But I'm talking about the people who are going to go out sometime between 10 p.m. and 1 a.m. Those aren't people who are getting up at 7 a.m. to start their work day at home on their computer. You don't have to get up at 7 a.m. You get up at 9 o'clock before you have to log on at 9 o'clock. <laughs> there you go. And just log <laughs> there in. You go. Just make your presence. I'm just, just log in. You don't need to do anything. You go back be, to bed. Bars should be open till three now. Because people can sleep in like an extra like hour and a half, two hours because they don't have to commute. Oh, and we gotta change our clocks next weekend. Yeah, I think everything should be open way later because like everybody's got a lot of time now. Well, would so the, the point the point of that was that the people who are going out till one a.m. are they the people who have who are still employed, who still have jobs that are doing stuff that have money to go out? I Absolutely. Don't know. Oh yeah. I, I don't know. And also, I'm asking. Well, and also in the city, it's a much larger population. Agreed. You're talking about three and a half million or four million. I don't know if that number's wrong, but I mean, compared to 50,000 people in Wheaton, that's that's a lot different. Well, here's another question. So if... Especially all the youth in the city that have um, these jobs in the city and why want not? to go out and, and meet people, you know, at these bars. Yeah. It's, it's got to still be there. The need has to still be there. Yeah. I agree. I mean, what are they doing? Why do you even have a restriction on time then? If we're restricting our, our people inside, why does it matter what time we're open at? I th- well, I think the later you, you allow till? that to happen is that the more gathering there will be. Yep. No, I'm saying, like, why not just be open 24 hours? <laughs> if you only have 50, 50% of the people in there, it should we sure. open up 100% more of the time? Sure, sure. Why not? I mean, uh, yeah, that's right. A, that's I a guess, great right? If you got somebody who wants to work at 5 a.m. at social and, and slaying some drinks. Sure. But I think you still have those, like, peak hours of people being in there. Right. So if you're open from, like, 2 a.m. to 8 a.m., the 21 to 25 you're gonna year have, olds like, are going to have two out. people in there. They're going out. That are terrible people. From 2 a.m. to 8 a.m. What I'm saying is, like, if you're open 24 hours, who do you want in there at 2 a.m. to 8 a.m.? Well, well, I mean, that's I think that's a standard mentality. But, like, if if everyone's got jobs, they can just wake up for th- 60 seconds before they have to turn their computer on. Let's yeah. be open all the time. Yeah, I think you still need a, a few hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right, let's get on to what, 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 kind, of, what kind of beer we're going to try this week. Um, really excited about the beer that I brought. Uh, one locally from St. Charles, Riverlands Brewing. Really uh, dark and roasty, right? Okay, so last time we were on, I talked about bringing on some dark and roasty beers. we got plenty of time for that. We're going back to the local IPAs that are available right now in the next week or so. One's Riverlands Hop Rich. The other one is Half Acres Sailor Kush. Both are delicious. We're going to try those in a little bit. Gee, what kind of uh, whiskey did you bring for us today? Uh, we had an Elijah Craig day today. so oh, We're, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. We're, gonna, we're doing the Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel Bourbon. Nice, nice. If you've not had this whiskey, drink it the next time you go out if it's available. Yep. Or buy a bottle, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, support local places, guys. Uh, everybody's in hardship time right now. I just saw a stat recently that said that one of six small businesses are closing right now. That's restaurants. That's all local places. Really, really uh, support local. Buy gift cards. Go uh, get some to-go food, uh, to-go cocktails, whatever you can do to support local places. And I'm not talking about Garrett 
and I is the places we work at. All the places you love to go as an individual, wherever you live, especially our Italian listeners. Support local, all right? <laughs> What's the Italian listener? Don't you remember we had like seven like listens in Italy? That oh, that's right. We looked yes. at the <laughs> analytics. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, customer of the week, I got it. People who can't get to the website properly on their phone, I can talk about hour, talk about this for hours. I'll make it a little two-minute snippet so Garrett can piggyback me on this. I guarantee you he has something to say about it. But, uh, yeah. I'll get mine short. So we'll, uh, we'll get on to that in a little bit. Johnny, can you scroll up real quick? Sorry, did, we, did, I, did I miss something here? Yeah, what does Italian, Italians say like to everything, like anything and everything? Prego, prego, bada, bada boop di. prego. None of this is racist <laughs> or stereotyping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. So, uh, what's your what's your latest eve, Garrett? The yearly industry ebb and flow. What you got at, at Maze right now? Uh, right now, I have people complaining. It's all complaints. Okay. I, have no, I have nothing. So exciting. that's what that's, just, that's all it is. Complaints like. Well, why don't you have this? Why don't you have yeah, that? It all yeah. comes out in a month. Yeah. Uh, but so you're talking about whiskey, though. Yeah. But you're talking about knowledgeable people that aren't complaining about regular restaurant stuff. Okay. So well, I guess the regular restaurant stuff is that it's getting cold, and so we're not seating as much outside. Right. And uh, so the inside is getting busier, but not by that much. Okay. Um, so with the outside, like outdoor season, kind of wrapping up, wrapping, yeah, you got wrapping it. up. Yeah, it sounds good. Wrapping it up. Wrapping it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you know, obviously fall and winter are coming. Downtown Wheaton has decided to... Ugh. I know I, I know you hate hearing this, dude. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm happy that's for All you. Right. The tent looks amazing. So good. They're going to heat the tent, and they just put up speakers. Oh, you need a for music? Sound? Yeah. Oh, jukebox? No. <laughs> are they going to do... So uh, this summer, they did some what's live the music. Point? Sounds like Johnny's they, saving some money this winter. <laughs> They did do a lot of live music, and I think that they'll continue doing live music as long as it's nice. Kind of have like bands on standby. No but walking John, music. John, there's no touch tunes. No walking so music. So like Garrett said, yeah. you're going to save about $1,000 this winter if you just come to downtown Wheaton and not spend it on the, on the touch so, tunes. So now, can you imagine like, playing touch tunes like, on So what's the difference <laughs> from sitting in the tent with circulated air that's recirculated within the tent or sitting inside the restaurant? Um. Great question. It's a little chillier out there. It's, it is colder outside, so, but it also makes people feel a little bit more safe. I think the social distancing and not people like walking by them or yeah, congregating them or only the, the only person approaching them is their server. I think it's the extra. Or if you're inside, I'm sorry, John. I didn't, yeah, sorry, man. No, no. Let me just finish this thought. If you're inside, there's X factors. Yep. A lot of people walking by you. If you're sitting at the bar, people walking behind you. If you're sitting near a table that's near the bathroom, all the people are walking by you. Um, so I think that there's these X factors that not everybody feels like people who have pre-existing conditions or things of that nature that would make them think twice about sitting inside really rings prevalent to those individuals. Nice. I think most importantly that it's just extra space. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's like the underlying thing is it's just extra space to space your tables out inside the place, reduce table space inside your place, and then allow for extra tables outside in this tent. But then at the same time, just allowing people who feel like they're outdoors in a tent, they just feel better about going out to eat when realistically, when realistically it's just the same as being inside. Which is fine. I mean, th- th- if that's the rules that are set up for, like, yeah. 
it, we just you just have a larger inside space than you did last year. Yeah. yeah. Just it just takes longer to get there. I agree with that. All right, so I'm setting up glasses. Um, we're done with the Eve. You want to move on to some beer? Anybody getting thirsty? Oof. John, your captain's still like halfway uh, over there. You want to just sipping on I've it? I've just been so involved in uh, this conversation. You're just oh. listening and enjoying. And Nice. Um, Thank you. But I'm ready to drink now. All right, perfect. <laughs> so when we were talking about the beers earlier, um, Half Acre Sailor Kush. Sailor's Kush. Uh, it's a double dry hop, double IPA. It's a little bit of a big boy. We all know how much I love Half Acre. Favorite we, we love Half Acre. Everybody we all, we all love Half Acre. Johnny's getting sound effects over here. Oh, oh that's nice. nice. That nice, might nice. be too loud. We might that was good. turn that down a little bit. <laughs> It'd be really interesting to see if, if Mike can pour four equal pours. He's good with three. Now, right? well, he's good with three. I'm a certified beer server. That's it. Shouldn't right. you be delegating, delegating. Uh, delegating out? To, uh, Based on our last podcast, now that I paid the 70 bucks to be a certified beer server, John, you're pouring the next beer. <laughs> <laughs> Teach me. <laughs> All right, so I went a little light on these. That's fine. All right, because it we is. We can always come back for more. We can always come back for more. All right. So always with the beer, get a big nose. Let's have a little cheers. Big nose. Mm. Enjoy. I got, a, I got a little nose before the cheers, so uh, mm. it, it smells really good. All right, so just based on the name, Sailor's Kush, if you don't know, Kush is a reference to weed, all right, mm. marijuana. Mm. This smells like weed and tastes like weed. What's that? I, I never, I've never inhaled, <laughs> just, just smelled <laughs> and, and tasted. According to the podcast we had with the, uh, the recruiter on, it's all you do. <laughs> but, but, uh, it is all I do. Yeah. But um, compared to others that we've had that have been um, Super danky. Danky. This isn't as dank. I agree. This is a subtly dank, kind of hidden dank. A hidden dank? Yeah. A little hit, hidden nug in there? Yeah. I think it tastes more like weed than it smells like weed. On the nose, it's, it's very like fruity and citrusy. Agreed. That's very smooth, fruity. Right. Yep. What, uh, what are we doing with this, Garrett? You, you liking this? or? Well, give me some stats. All right. So we got... Fact checking, oh, fact checking, fact checking. All right, here we go. We got eight percent ABV, like I like mm. I talked about. Um, on the website, it did list what the ingredients are, well, but, I didn't, but I didn't put the, them down. I'm sorry. Perfect. We'll come back to that next podcast. <laughs> perfect. Um, <laughs> That'll be the, the recurring theme. What so, did we talk about last time that we need to fix? <laughs> we need to fix eight percent. And how much does a four pack cost? Uh, four pack is seventeen ninety nine. It's available at Binnie's right now. It, this is a seasonal release. It's only going to be out for the next month or so. Uh, extremely popular at the distillery downtown, uh, but Benny's has four packs. Uh, clearly, seventeen ninety nine is not a cheap amount to pay for a four pack of beer, but it, it is a double IPA and it is really, really delicious. John, tell us about the artwork real quick. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're looking at one side of the can, it looks like uh, some old man is jerking off a sausage. <laughs> oh my god! Dude. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah, but then you, when, when you actually oh turn god. it, you realize it's a sailor. An old man sailor steering a uh, wooden old wooden wheel, but his one hand definitely looks like he's jerking off a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You got to see the can. All right. The artwork besides it's that. True. If, if it's you true. get rid of that quarter panel, it's or really like the a, artwork is really cool. You got like, like a, a sailor, like smoking a pipe. It's really, it's the very whole, artistic. Yeah. The whole can is sort of like a dark theme. Like somebody, like it's a, raining in the background. It's a sailor at night steering an old like oh, sail, and uh, ship. And, and he's, he's fighting. This he's man fighting is like got to be like a hundred years old. Yeah. And, uh, hanging on. Hanging on for dear life, yeah. You know, just steering through the storm, just gripping that. But that sausage, but uh, <laughs> it looks like a brown dill spear. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely windy too. Look at that. Like the oh yeah, for sure. Sweet. Well, All right, now, so now I, that we know that the beer tastes good, coming back on the rails, I would, yeah. uh, uh, I would let someone buy this for me. If I saw it, I would buy it and I'd give it to Mike. Oh, nice. I'll take it. Yeah. Awesome, Mark. What, what's your thoughts on this beer? I like it a lot. I think it's really smooth. I think the flavor that you get right up front kind of stays with it consistently till the end. I'm definitely buying it. Nice. And I'm cool. keeping it. Cool. I love it. Johnny, what you got? Yeah, everybody, I mean, people who listen to our podcast regularly, I'm not a big beer guy, but uh, this is really good. And for a beer that has a sort of that dank side to it, yeah, it's very approachable. Cool. If, you know, if you're not somebody that like smokes weed or anything like that. Sure. Um, it's very good. I think it's very good. And uh, I definitely like would maybe get a pour of it if it was on tab at a bar or something, but I probably wouldn't get a can and have it at my house because I'm just not that type of guy. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I really like it. Uh, I'd buy a four-pack for my house. I'd give one to my buddy Mark and uh, one to my buddy Garrett, and then I'd uh, drink the other two. So Sounds great. But I, but I think it's delicious. And I uh, love Half Acre. We clearly love Half Acre here. All right, next beer up. Riverlands Brewing Company out of St. Charles. For you listeners that are really local, this is really prevalent. This, this is literally like, what, 20 minutes away from us, and Garrett's got a story yeah, for us. This place is maybe the... There it is. Uh, I think this see, is like the... see if this one sounds different. Fair enough. Mm, that sounds crisp. Yeah, a little bit thinner, uh, not as thick as. Yeah, a little thinner, a little yeah. thinner on the point. I think Riverland is like the newest, hottest, like super juicy IPA brewery around here. Around for sure. Um, in the suburb, or at least in, around Chicagoland. Um, so I went to the beer cellar, like I would for beer, and um, they sold me on two different four packs from them, and I had a free night where. Uh, like no kids, no wife, just me and the Xbox and the brand new TV. Sounds like a drinky night. Right. So I had I had a little bit of whiskey. Let's not let's not pretend I didn't. And then I had um, three of their three of their beers, and I was absolutely gone. Really? Like, do you remember what the ABV on the beer was? I think they're eight and a half. They're big. Yeah. Usually was, their beers are. And I was. I don't remember turning off the Xbox. I don't remember turning off the lights in the basement. I mean, I cleaned up perfectly. Where did you wake up? Yeah, what were you playing? In my bed. Okay. In the right direction. <laughs> what were you playing? Uh, it's 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 not exciting. I haven't bought a video game in a long time. But the like Madden 16 was the, the game I was playing. But it's, beautiful. And maybe maybe FIFA. But it's very possible I played nothing. Right. Or all of them. Yeah. yeah right. All four <laughs> yeah. games you have. Anyway, it was. Uh, I think I drank a tangerine from them that I thought was really good. That was like a huge tangerine bomb. Uh, but. Uh, I don't think I like that one as much as the other one, but everything I've had from them, I thought was pretty good. Cool. Well, this is uh, Riverlands Brewing Company Hop Rich. It is 7.5% ABV. Um, it is labeled as a New England double IPA, and it's brewed with all Galaxy Hops. Gary, who likes Galaxy Hops? We like Galaxy we Hops. We love Galaxy Hops, so cheers. Who else has Galaxy Hops? 
lot of people. Yeah. Galaxy is a very uh, common hop that's used in the phase Midwest. Three. Yeah, phase three, so saw them, them a lot. A yeah. very like dark or thick grapefruit juice. Uh, yeah, it looks like you're drinking a Paloma look, right look now. Look to it, like color and yeah. look to it. Yeah, it's definitely got a, a, a thick, uh, juicy looking orange juice very or thick. grapefruit, yeah. grapefruit citrus forward uh, look to it. It's got a really, really good uh, grapefruit <laughs> smell, real good fruity. It's nice. It's really nice. I think, no offense to have Acre, I like this one a lot better. Yeah. I think this is smoother. Yep. I, um, a little sweeter. A little bit sweeter, a little bit smoother, more fruit forward. Um, the last one was more resin and piney and weed forward. Yeah, I wonder how it tastes warm. I'm sure no. Garrett Gary can help you out with that. <laughs> I think this one's definitely like my afternoon drinker, and then uh, that'll be the late night. Late night. Yeah. See, I, I, I think I would start with this. Really? I, I, would start, I would start with the half acre because everything after that's just going to have a hint of that nice resin, piney bite to it, but not the full blast of the eight percent. You know. Yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, the the the, the Riverlands Brewing Company seven point five hop rich is pretty tasty. And I would give it a better score uh, than the other one we tried, the uh, the half acre uh, sailor's, sailor's Kush. Rich, sailor's Kush. Yeah, um, I would definitely sailor's grip. No, sailor's the grip right here. Oh, the grip. Yeah, yeah it's the sailor's grip and the sausage. Yes, uh, but I would definitely, <laughs> I would definitely get the hot bridge. I would love. I like this one really a lot. Cool, so it's really good. Can I find this one right now at Binnie's? So the not at Binnie's. Uh, I've not seen any Riverlands at Binnie's. That's not to say that it's not there. They don't carry it. All right, beer cellar is where you want to buy. Or go to Saint Charles. Go buy or, from or go to the yeah, the actually go to the brewery, right there. Come and visit me afterwards, or before, or after, better because you can Garrett's some house. Beer. All right, back, back deck. Oh yeah, my back deck is fantastic. So I'll send you a deck pick later. What what do we? Do? <laughs> I love that. What are we doing with the Riverlands uh, four pack over here, Johnny? You liking it? Yeah, I'm liking it. I'd buy it. Buy it. Yep. Mark, what you I'm got? I'm definitely buying it. Definitely like buying it. Cool. I am not based on previous experience at Riverlands. I am enjoying that at the distiller at the brewery, and that's it. I'm that's not, right, because you don't want to black out. At I don't, the, I'm the not brewery. taking it home. And I'm not drinking it in my basement. Perfect. Uh, I Even really, though I recommend it. Nice, nice. <clears throat> I really like it. I think it's smooth. Yeah. It's juicy. It's got great flavor. Uh, I wouldn't recommend drinking more than two of these. No, don't, no, don't, yeah. no. Yeah. But, uh, Take it from me. But drink them at home. Also, they do a really good job on their patio. They have a lot bunch of live music. So if you want to see something like that, they do a really good job with uh, live entertainment on their outdoor patio. Sweet. Um, so I, good, good ambiance at the dis- yeah, at the brewery. Almost daily. Nice. I nice. think these uh, these both were uh, again Mike really good picks and uh, really good really good couple of beers that you brought to the uh, podcast table here. So, Thanks, Johnny. Yeah, uh, next week we're going to expand our knowledge. Um, we got plenty of time for dark and roasty. That's coming in a couple weeks. The next time we get together, I got some funky beers that I've been waiting to try. Um, stuff that's really old world brewing that I really, really think that it'll uh, expand our uh, beer knowledge and all of us together. So, uh, thanks for drinking those beers with us, guys. And uh, anybody that, that can get a hold of them, we got Riverlands Hop Rich uh, and Half Acres Sailors Kush. I thought both of them were good. Drink them up. Yeah, feel free to take a picture of what you're drinking and tag us in it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great idea. Drink them up, buy them up, tag us up. 
But we're not, is, is we're not done time? yet. Is we're it, not done is yet. It whiskey time because I feel like this is where it's about to get dangerous. <laughs> so, real quick, Garrett, before we get into whiskey, give us a little bit of a background about what we did about two hours ago. So, there's like four favorite things that I do every week. One is try new whiskey. Two is hang out with you guys doing this. Uh, two and a half is the sailor's grip. Um, three is uh, is talk about whiskey and research it. And then one is like think about what I want to do next with anything to do with like a barrel or uh, or like a barrel pick or something like that. And so I was able. We talked about it earlier. Um, the last podcast or the one before about what we're going to do next. Um, so we finally uh, our Elijah Craig barrel picks samples came in. And um, I had a couple fellows from one of the Facebook groups that I'm a part of called Doug Group, which is a very legal buy and sell trade uh, whiskey group online. Totally not legal at all, but it doesn't matter. No one's listening. And um, That's right. Eight people are listening. Yeah, there's none eight. of you work for the feds. And six of them are already in that group. So uh, the... <laughs> According to our stats, it's yeah. like 400. <laughs> all right, so there's 300... And, 86 people in the group are, yeah. that are listening to this. Um, so we did a, we're doing, um, through Maze and Mash, we're doing an Elijah Craig barrel, barrel pick. Um, so that means we tasted three different uh, bourbons from three different barrels at three different ages. And we tasted them, decided which one we like, talked about it, and we picked one, which is, I think is so much fun. I think it's so cool to do. Uh, there's nothing quite like spending you know 11 grand on you know one barrel of bourbon and then redistributing with a bunch of your friends have you ever um done that and there's just like one a-hole in the group that just is like this like pretentious uh person where like they just like no because i don't invite those people or is it pretty much like every time you had a good experience like everybody kind of communes and picks this barrel or something? yeah so i i n- how, like how does it go? Is it like so is it done, pretty delegate like almost, pretty delegative or almost ten by now? And I think that you only bring people with you that are your friends and that you appreciate their knowledge on what they're tasting. Yeah. So I'm not just in like I'm not putting so, out a lottery. So, to so in itself sense. it's an intimate sort of like meeting and, and you guys yeah. talk about this thing and they're all kind of friends already. Yeah, and totally. And you kind of choose this thing. Of, well, know. and you also respect the other people that are in tasting. You respect their palate and you respect their opinion. Yeah. Whether the one that they liked ends up getting picked or not is, you know, is is that's up in the air. Like you, you kind of decide before you start tasting how we're going to choose this one. Like, so, so how like, many do you get to choose from? Like, we only chose out of three. Um, I've done ones where we tried six or seven. I've done ones where we've done four. Um, do you ever, do, you ever do like three a three and six? Do you ever do like a blind vote? Like I noticed tonight, you guys were kind of just openly discussing uh, amongst the group, and and do you think maybe doing it that way uh, can can sort of bring in a little bit of like sort of like uh, I don't know what the word is it's more like, honesty in the in the pick. It's more honesty and like maybe writing it down. Yeah, and so just kind of submitting right. your like vote. Yeah, so when we did our Blanton's pick, we did that exact same thing. Like we 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 had four barrels of Blanton's and I mean obviously all of them all four were you know good enough to bring in but it takes out the make... Im- it takes out the influence is what I was trying to say yeah, yeah I totally agree with that yeah so we narrowed it down to um to 
two or three, three out of the four. And then we all left the room and the lady who was running it for us, uh, she poured three of the samples that we had decided that out of those three that we wanted to pick from, didn't tell us which barrel they came from. And then we all, uh, picked which one we liked the best and mm. we didn't know which one they were coming from. Um, so it was a little more blind. Uh, we weren't doing like silent ballots or anything like that. Um, I do think that when you're doing a barrel pick that it's important to have like open communication with everybody about why you like this, why you think it's the barrel that you, we should pick. I mean, it is an investment, right? I mean, it's quite a bit of money. Um, and it's kind of your, a little bit of your reputation of your palate. So you don't want to be the, known as the group or the guy who picks crappy barrels. So, and if there's going to be people who are going to help you sell it, you want them to be on board and be excited about it too. So like if we were doing, like when we did, when Mike and I, when Mike came and did the few pick with, with us, um, uh, I knew that I was going to be the one primarily selling it. So they were like, well, we like this, but it's kind of up to you because you're going to be the one pushing most of it. So it doesn't, if you don't like it, then it's just gonna be harder for you to push it. So um, I guess I don't know if that answered your question. I just answered. No, I think you brought up some really good points that leans more towards the open discussion. I I think the most important thing that you talked about was being able to sell what you what you're tasting. Right. Yeah. It's, so that's a huge part about it. And if you, you guys aren't just picking these barrels for your own pocket, you're you're you're, you're buying these barrel. I mean, you're not for your own personal collection right. of drink. You're buying these barrels because you believe in that barrel and you want to sell it to other people and you want to pass on the story of it. And I want other people to enjoy it mostly. Yeah, you want them to enjoy it. So like, I think you're definitely right that there's like, there's something missing to doing a blind, straight up blind tasting. So I, 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 in a way you're kind of looking for like, this is Garrett's choice. Like Garrett, Garrett's always backed up the Elijah Craig or the Blanton's or the Maker's Mark. So we like those. So we probably like this one too or something like that. Yeah. So there is there's a little bit of pedigree that, that follows that after a while, but you don't you don't want to get in the habit of oh we're doing a this is a private barrel pick, his aren't very good or those aren't very good or that store is not very good, you don't want that. Well, and also remember when you're trying these barrels, like you got three samples, we got well you uh, and I'm fortunate enough to have tried all. You're part of it. So we got three samples tonight of single barrels. You got to remember that all three of them are fantastic. Yeah, so they're all they, you're like they're all picked off to the side to right, be single barrels. To be single barrels. Cuz they're good enough to be that. So it's almost like picking the worst major league baseball player or ma- worst major league baseball pitcher that his stuff is still really nasty and still mm-hmm. really good. You might not pick him, but his stuff is still really good. So that third barrel. So you're saying as the team who picks this pitcher, like all the people sitting on the table picking this barrel one who all believe in this barrel right. together right. because th- they're all trying to sell it. You're, you're there for that reason. And honestly, um, tonight was a little bit different than I've experienced before, and I'm just alluded to this really quickly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the three guys that were sitting at the table with me tonight who I just met tonight, really nice guys, um, they clearly knew more and had drank way more bourbon than I could probably in a lifetime. So I wasn't trying to compete with them about what they were talking about. I was just trying to give them my two cents, which I knew – wouldn't really carry much weight, but they still took it, it. But no, but they still took it like into account. Like they were like, hey, he said this and this and this, and they discussed it. And even though they were all on a little bit more of a the same lane than I was, I've only been drinking bourbon for three years. 
uh, three or four years, and those guys have been drinking bourbon a lot longer than me. So I was just happy to be a part of the conversation and be along for the ride. Um, But it it was a really, really cool experience, and I love Eliza Craig, and I love what we're about to drink. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think the the, the choosing a barrel is like picking the – I mean, you're grading A pluses to AA pluses to yeah, like Mike was saying, like all major league players. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, Yeah. I would have any three of those I would have been happy with, but you're just trying to figure out which one you think would be most interesting. So you either have to decide like so we we even we even tasted it against the standard Elijah Craig small batch, and just to see like that's this is what the base is and this is what we're going to try to push out. Um, and not even push out for that group. Like clearly, it's going to just get bought out. Oh no! Literally, we're just going to push it out. And they're just going to swamp it up. Right. So, right. like, I think you're just trying to find something that's really interesting. Yeah. Different, I, unique. Right. What's interesting is too that within Elijah Craig, you know, like I think of a specific flavor. Like when I get a single barrel, I think of a specific flavor. But you're telling me if there's more than one. Oh, it's super expensive, which is weird. Yeah. I mean, that's why they blend, right? I mean, that's why they. That's why when you buy Elijah Craig small batch or bottle of Jack Daniels or a bottle of Buffalo Trace. I mean, they're blended with hundreds of other barrels to consistently have that same flavor profile, but each one of those barrels tastes different. I mean, two barrels next to each other are going to taste differently than each right. other. So it's, awesome. it's, it's interesting to to see what the master blender or the master distiller picks off to say this, is our, this, this could be a single barrel. What's also interesting is that Elijah Craig used to have a 12-year age statement on it, and the barrel that we picked was only eight years old. Yep. So we're taking something that's four years younger than what they're accustomed to. Than three years ago, we would have normally had. Right, right. That we thought was really interesting. Anyway, um, if you're interested in one of those bottles, um, uh, hit me up uh, at, at Maze or on my phone or email or, or send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. Right, Sippy Social. Sippy Social. If you're looking for that, so if you're looking for this one, hit me up. We'll 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 save I a bottle for you. I promise you, it's delicious. I, w- I would just give out your Maze uh, email address. There you go. No, and you could probably just do the sipping social. Yeah, hit a, hit yeah. us up on Facebook or yeah. uh, Instagram. Yeah, or in, if, if in, you're inter- if you're interested in any of the barrel picks that Garrett does, this is going to be his tenth one. And, and let me tell you, his palate is very refined. Um, if you're ever interested in that, believe me, Garrett's the pipeline to get some really yeah. interesting bourbon in this area that nobody else can get. Yeah, we have a general yeah. general email too. It's info at sippingsocialpodcast.com. Yeah, Mike, perfect. My goal is is interesting, not not mainstream. Um, can, while we're about to sip this, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, so since this is about your 10th barrel pick, um, does each time, uh, you do this, does the experience get a little bit diminished or lost in the experience or is it new and revitalizing based on it's being different, a new product to you, a new distillery to you that you picked out of? I still get giddy. Perfect. So I I'm, still, I'm still super super jacked about it. Like I, I woke up two days ago on Monday thinking yeah. that I was doing it today, and I was like, "Home, buddy, let's do it." <laughs> and I started like I took I, I took a shower uh, like seven a.m. Cool yourself off. No, just like all right, gotta get ready. Gotta get, make sure I get everything ready to go. I gotta no Monday, mm. frick. Mm. So, uh, but the what I have found that over the time that I've figured out answer questions that I want to ask that I forgot to ask the last time or that might change my opinion about something. So I don't know. You, I get made fun of a lot of by asking tons of questions and I, uh, and I, and I just find new questions that I, that I 
thought that I should have asked last time and now I'm asking again. Um, and when you're picking a barrel, there's tons of negotiation that goes into it, which is probably something that most people don't wouldn't think of. Like, think like I want to do a barrel pick. Okay, this is what it's going to be. This is the proof. This is the year. This is the, the, the age. This is the char type, whatever. And just, there's a lot more that goes into it. So that's what I was going to ask. Like, with it, like, when you first say that I'm going to do a barrel pick, do they ask, run you through, like, a survey of questions so that these are the three no, that No, I ask them the questions. Oh. I'm like, I'm not doing one with you unless we're doing these four. I mean, these four stipulations need to happen. Uh, can we do those things? And if they say yes to those, then we move on. Um, and I don't know if that's, like, elitist, but, like, I just, there's only so many picks you can do a year. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't have a giant audience that's going to take, you know, a new bottle every week. So it's going to be a little select. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you guys are, I mean, both of you guys are kind of set up in a way where like, uh, I mean, specifically you too, I mean, Gary, you've kind of like led the, the, um, the bourbon belly hospitality groups, uh, spirit side in the bourbon realm. But like, it, it kind of feels like it's kind of a win win. I mean, if it you're if be, you're right? gonna, if you're going to be bringing in something unique like that, like a like a barrel pick, and chatter sort of happens about it, and right. um, kind of brings people into the restaurant group, it's it's a it's almost like a win win. Like, right. and, it's and a win for the distillery. It's win for us. Yeah. Right. And if you look at all the big whiskey bars downtown or whiskey groups, what do they do? Single barrel picks all about the all private, day. All and about that, the private like, picks. That's all they're doing, and because yeah. they want to have something that's specific to their group that people know. That this is where you can get only here. Yeah. So anybody thirsty? Yes. I thought you'd never so, ask. So thirsty. So I know we're about to uh, pour the Elijah Craig toasted barrel. Oh, yes. And, um, so this is different than what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. yeah, this is very different than what we were talking about. But uh, I just want to be on the forefront here that I was able to get one of these from these guys, and it's already gone in a week. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. Oh, so from your, I make from, really, your, from your previous distribution group? Yes. <laughs> I'm really excited about having this again because this this is awesome. All right, so this is Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel Bourbon. Uh, this is an allocated item. Uh, you can find it at Social, and I just took it in another case at Mays, a case which is funny because it's only six, but it's yeah, the same it's size as a 12-pack. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think it's really good. It's 94 proof. It's 78% corn, 12% uh, barley, 10% rye. Yep. Um, so it's a higher malt than rye, which is I think is interesting. Um, this is not the barrel proof, uh, which can be uh, a little misleading, but the, the toasted barrel means that the inside of the barrel isn't charred. Like it's not, so most Elijah Craig barrels, no, all of Elijah Craig barrels besides the toasted are, uh, level three, which means it's about 90 seconds ish, 60 to 85 seconds of like of, hardcore of, of burning the wood hardcore burning the, the wood yeah okay. so what they do is they light a fire inside the barrel that toasts the inside of the barrel which is interesting you know i never i never sort of understood what the difference was cuz i know like normal 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 barrels are charred right Yeah. but so and and it's just a normal like gas flame that chars the barrels right yeah but you're talking about an actual wood fire yeah it's inside that burns inside of the inside barrels inside the barrel yeah very interesting. So apparently, a legend grows that um, that happened on accident once, where the a fire happened inside of the barrel. 
and it became toasted. Now, if you believe that, then I got some property to sell you in Florida. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, yeah. so, uh, so I'll pay you double. Do they still wait for the full 90 seconds, though, on that no, fire to burn? No, so they, they, they light a little, they just, they turn the heat down, put the barrel in, and then they just like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like it's like cooking your toast in the toaster instead of the oven. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a quick one, and and what that does is that brings out not to jump on which no, talking about, but it, it just brings out more of the spices and the flavor as opposed to the actual wood or the vanilla or, or the, the vanilla that's like actually in that oak. So we shouldn't get very much vanilla and caramel in this. So why wouldn't? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm just uh, my next question would be like why? I mean, because this is so good, and other toasteds that I've had, Michter's, is really good. Um, why wouldn't this just be like kind of a more industry standard something to do? I think it's a reason to, for them to free. It's just a one off. It's a chance for them to branch off yeah. and have a new product. Yeah. But also remember that 10 years ago, nobody was bucking the industry trend in bourbon. Yeah. Now everybody's doing it. Yeah. So if this is a six year old bourbon or eight year old bourbon, they weren't really thinking about that. You know what I mean? Eight so years ago. Yeah. Right. So like like I think about ten years ago, bourbon was bourbon. In five years from now, this could be on the shelf every day. So you're oh. saying that these toasteds or something like five, six years from now we'll see a lot more of. Maybe. Sure. Sure. If it's, it does it's well. possible. If yeah. it does well. We just gotta keep polishing off these bottles. Yeah. Well. Keep drinking. We'll start with that right now. Let's drink it up. Don't take a big nose, just give it a little whiff. Fantastic. It's so smooth. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. It's so smooth. Everybody it, should be doing this. There's no uh, bite. There's zero bite. No. It's all about the flavor. It's so good. It's, it's honestly taste. one of the better bourbons it's I've had in a so long good. time. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. good. I haven't had this for maybe two months, and that last sip was incredible. What's funny is, like, you know, I had, like I was talking about previously here, I, I had that uh, bottle that you guys gave me and or that I bought from you guys, and then, um, <clears throat> And then Mark here just got one as well. And when he got it, he came over and he said, I got another Elijah Craig toasted barrel we can pound. Because <laughs> it's just, it's that good, man. It's yeah, just, it you just want to drink it and drink it and drink it. This is a tough, this is a tough bourbon for you to drink neat slowly. Like if, I feel like yep. if it's like high proof or like super spicy, you can drink it neat, but like you gotta take little sips. I think between about five of us on a Sunday. It lasts just about a full day. Yeah. I mean, That's a long time. Well, a full day, maybe like... With a couple rumples. Two, two, two and a half two hours. Two nine. Yeah. Two hours. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this, yeah, this is this is something that you don't need ice for. No. Absolutely not. Yeah. You don't need a chaser. Yep. You can take... Maybe a chaser or a rumple, but... Uh, That's personal preference. That's personal preference. I think it's something that you can just take full mouth. Full mouth... Uh, gulps. Gulps. Yep. It's it's really good. Yeah. So it, I am I'm giving we didn't rate the beers. You no, know, what stinks is like you literally cannot find this in the store. It's unfortunate that you just have no distribution company that you can look for. Let me see what kind of distribution company that I have. <laughs> um. Yeah, it is it is a, it is a stinker that you can't find it. This is something that you should ask um your local binnies every time you go. Yeah. yeah. If they have any more. Do you think that that that, that uh they get um a lot of this. If was, I was able to get six on a whim, and there's no reason that they don't have it, it's still in stocking back. Yeah. So like, there's Elijah Craig toasted now, and I know Michter's toasted. Who Which else is, has? Who else has a toasted? Uh, 
I mean, some of them do it as like their staple, but like as a as like a one off. I don't know of any others. Yeah, it's kind of a newer thing. Um, I think that the I'm just speaking off the cuff here. I think that the toasted uh, aspect of it that it's not quite charred is maybe a little bit of a shtick. Yeah, but. It, it just leads to different flavors and um, just greatness that comes out of it that they're, that bourbon's not well, accustomed they, to. And I w- recently learned that Michter's toasts all their barrels. Well, so, they, all, they toast them, they toast every single one of them before they char them. Yeah. Right. So they toast them, then char them. So that's, that's also a different thing that might lead to their flavor profile, which I love. I love Michter's top three yeah. distillery in my mind. Um, so maybe just different avenues that these guys can just kind of buck the trend and do new things and, and have a great time doing it and so let I, us drink it. I, I don't know if anybody knows the answer to this question, but for those of us that are listening that are hearing toasted and charred, um, when you hear, when, so a charred barrel, when you actually look at the charred barrel, it's black, right? Oh, and, and, it, and it's, it's like there's, flaking there's off. A black flaky layer, right? Yeah. What does a toasted barrel look like inside? It looks like um, does like it look like a singe? Yeah, like a, you singed it. Is it blackened? A little bit. Is it just like a like a charcoal layer? I think like a, like a dark wood stain, but not that dark. Okay. You can still see like the grains of the wood coming. So maybe through. like the chalkiness. Kind of this table. I don't know. Kind like, of this table or the guitar behind you. I find it fascinating. I, I love to like delve a little bit more into like. The difference between a toasted and a charred barrel because I'm sure like, Garrett knows somebody see, at some sort of uh, cooperage that can hook us up with that, that yeah. conversation. I vow that in the next four podcasts, I'll get a stave from a toasted barrel. Ooh, nice. And you probably still get a little bit more taste of the taste of the oak, right? Because it's still fresh. Like, yeah, the not hard, all of it's going to get toasted. The hard part about the the you know the charring or toasting process is that the more you cook the inside of the wood the more interaction you're going to get with the wood. So mm-hmm. you're not necessarily getting a ton of that oak flavor when you're not cooking the inside of the barrel as much. Yep. So um, the because the reason why these are toasted and we're not getting as much vanilla and caramel is because we're not, it's not interacting with the wood as much. And it's a little bit lighter in color. Um, so Yeah, I, I wonder if like it's more of like a less impermeable, bar- impermeable? Yeah. barrier... So wood is porous. Than a, than a charred but, barrel. Like a charred barrel almost may have like a sort of a barrier where like the wood, where the, where the, 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 um, the bourbon, the liquid doesn't permeate the wood as much like right. you're just talking about. Totally. But, but, but also remember, not to dive deep, but also remember that the hot and cold yeah. and the expansion of the wood yeah. and the liquid going into the wood and then, you know, contrasting like, I wonder if there's, there's, there's the, a lot, the, there's the, a lot goes into it. I was wondering if the crust of the charred barrel sort of doesn't allow as much liquid to flow into the wood mm-hmm. as, the, the, as a toasted wood. No, the, the crust would allow more. It does. So, yeah. Is there is there more? So okay, like after like five years, we're so confused. There's here. so much liquid in a Drink barrel, more. right? Yeah. No, I just so like it's it's a very fascinating. In a toasted barrel, is there more or less? The same amount of liquid. Same. But the the interaction of the wood will be less. Okay. So if you were not to char a barrel at all, there'd be very little interaction with the wood. But that's why you char the inside of it so that it opens up the pores in the wood. Because I mean, wood is porous, right? I mean, it it, it absorbs things. So liquid mostly. So when you char it, the it opens up all its capillaries and uh, and, and little nooks and crannies, and allows the the, the whiskey to, to 
to go into the wood when it gets hot out, and then. In- but only a thin layer, that's charred. I mean, that's all really it takes. To no- to open up the pores. But, you're, but what I'm saying is, like, the liquid is passing through the small charred layer, mm-hmm. you're, you're- as opposed to a toasted that's more like just dusted of like smoke. Right. So there's less and interaction. So- there's less interaction with the toasted, and there's even there's very much less if it's not charred at all. Like when you think like of like wine. So like when you put wine in an oak barrel, there's, there's like almost no product loss. So John, remember when we were at Garrett's uh, whiskey tasting class mm-hmm. and he passed around yeah. the stave? You could see it. You could see the char line and then you could also see where the liquid permeated mm-hmm. into that. I'd be interested to compare so, that with a toast. Well, that's what you're saying. About. I'll get one. But yeah. if, you ch- if you char that, it allows it and opens it up. If you don't, if you don't do anything or you toast it lightly, it makes it a lot less more available to the liquid so I've seen, to go into that ring. I've seen Chardonnay barrels where they didn't toast it at all, and they were like like dark just in color when you looked at them like, you know, horizontally uh, with like very little interaction with the wood. Just got a little bit of the, the oak flavor in there, very, very little. Uh, where in a whiskey, it's just going to soak in and out. Mm. All right, so for me... Um, this whiskey is delicious. It's great. Yeah, it's I lo- great. I, I, it's phenomenal. Um, I'm buying a bottle for myself, and when all my good buddies are coming over, I'm going to pour it out for everybody. And they, this is, should be the standard for toasted bourbon, in my opinion. Especially at the price point at forty five dollars. Agreed. Uh, I'm buying this bottle and I'm chugging it on uh, Warrior Barrier Society on Facebook. Nice, nice. <laughs> Mark, Mark, what you doing? I'm buying a case and I'm handing them out for the family at Christmas time. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a great gift. Yeah. Great gift. Johnny, what you got? Oh, I've already drank one. I'm buying another. That a boy. I got you. Come by tomorrow. All right. Last thing before we wrap it up, we got our smoke break, a.k.a. non-customer of the week. Oof. All right. I got this one. All right. Listen to this. For all of you that are not tech savvy out there, and I'm not tech savvy, Okay. I learned just how to do this at the beginning of quarantine. All right. First of all, when you go, when you type something into Google, okay, <laughs> go to the actual website. Do not stop at Go. Do not go to dollars. Do not collect $200. Do not go to Google. Google does not own us. Yelp does not own us. Our hours are on our website. I've had at least five conversations over the last month about people who are telling me that our website says that we're open until 1 a.m. Wrong. Wrong. I know what the website says. I finally adjusted the hours on Google so I don't have to have this conversation anymore. But I've also had the conversation with some dude that went to Yelp that said, All right, we're open from 4 to 8 on Wednesdays. I'm like, in what world does that exist? That would be the best job ever. Yeah, I mean. We're I'll, open I'll, for four hours on a Wednesday from 4 to 8. Dick and applications? Exactly. All right. So. For all of you millennials out there. Can you not pick up a phone and call and make sure? No. The problem is they called me after they didn't click the button. It's not even <laughs> so I got a phone just... call from a 10 top at 10 o'clock on a Thursday that says they were open until 1 a.m. While I'm looking at them out the front door and our website says we close at 9. Or the kitchen closes at 9 and we close at 10. But she's telling me we're open until 1 a.m. It's not even calling right now. It's just even thinking. Like, there's not many places that are open to 1 a.m. Like, it's just yeah. Chicago it's just got allowed to go to 1 a.m. <laughs> right. right, right. Things yeah. have changed. Right. Yeah, like it's like a volleyball league team or something of ten that literally wanted to come in 
at 10.15 when we closed at 10 and thought the kitchen was open because Google said 1 a.m. So just hit the button to the website. Do it. Go to the burgersocial.com website. Or, That's where the hours are. Or any restaurant that you're at. And don't listen to Google for anything. <laughs> my, my favorite response is, oh, did you read it on the internet? It's probably true. It's real true. Yeah. You read Next it, time, you read it on the That's the real Next time, just bang it. Yeah. So I had, uh, I had someone said, um, I saw this picture on Yelp of this food. I'll have that. Really? And I go, well, we've been open for three years and our menu's changed 15 times. So, no. <laughs> I've also got, uh, so we're not actually passing out um, paper menus. We're just doing everything QR uh-huh. code. You just go to the website. And the guy goes, no, just just tell me what you have on the menu. Yeah. And I go, Is it, do you have a flip phone? Do you, do, you have, do you not have internet in your phone? As he's pulling out an iPad and an iPhone, he goes, no, I have internet. And I go, so you don't want to you don't want to go to the website he goes no i go this is i might get fired for this but so you just just lazy <laughs> and he goes yeah Sweet. Go, so go, so one jameson it is so she's honest yeah, so I go, uh, how about this wine and this food he goes fine yeah I mean, well so <laughs> the owners don't listen so you're the good amount, the amount, no they for sure do the amount of uh <laughs> the amount the amount of ignorance is incredible I, I think that it's a it's a hard line between people who are accustomed to a way things that are done to a I don't necessarily believe that this is what it is to a I'm just going to be who I am and do what I do and it like culminates in people not wanting to mm-hmm. it, like I think it's to, adhere to, to, to adjust yeah just yeah. just and honestly or, or to pivot when i started telling people recently that i would love to show them how to do it if they had an issue yeah that's like opened up a bunch of worlds for me as far as showing our guests who might not normally know what that is aka the elderly yeah. and then they love it when they get it i've never, you know had, I mean? I've never like, had to show a 17 year old how to find the menu exactly exactly so but when i but for me though when they get it and they learn something new they love it. Yeah. And they're like, look at me. I'm tech savvy. Oh, I'm like, I, and we love it. And see we like laugh the light, about it. The light like blow up in their yeah. face. And like, yeah. It's right. So I'm, right? I'm trying to rise above the, I'm old and Camargini, but not as old and Camargini as you are. I think that, I think that you guys are, M-E-G-D-G-I-E. I think you guys are perfect in your analysis of people. And you guys are doing a great job. At your establishments. Thanks, Johnny. Um, Thanks, John. I really appreciate so that. So I think that we've officially ran out of drinks at our table here, so we should probably wrap this up so we can uh, go have more drinks. All right, sweet. So, uh, listeners. Good. Do you feel better? I feel great. Okay, good. There was a great... Uh, do you honestly, need a massage? I do need a massage. Yeah. I do need a massage. Um, I don't know if massage joints are open right now, but I know Manny Petty places are open. I'm definitely going to get one of those. Mark's here. Well, just check uh, check your Yelp your Yelp uh, listing. <laughs> yeah, the, for the hours, go to the, go to Yelp or Google. <laughs> if you want, if you want real hours, go to Yelp or Google. But uh, for real listeners, thank you so much for joining us. We really, really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, we've been drinking for about five hours. So if I've been slurring, speak for yourself. Uh, okay, uh, if I've been slurring, I apologize. But I really, really apologize uh, for my slurring. Uh, but I really, really glad that you guys joined us. Um, all the beers we had tonight were really good. Garrett, thank you for bringing the toasted barrel from Elijah Craig. 
thank your group for allowing us to be a part of sampling some uh, really uh, exclusive and rare whiskey. For sure. Uh, if you like this podcast, uh, rate us on uh, iTunes. Uh, give us a five star. Uh, tell your friends about us. We'd love for more people to listen to this. Um, if you guys have any information regarding booze, uh, drinks, cocktails, local food, send us pictures, post us, tag us. Uh, we will try to do our best to, to be a part of that. We want to be more interactive. Uh, Mark, thank you for joining us today. Uh, Thanks for having me. <laughs> Gary, you got anything else? No, this has been so much. Today, today has been just fantastic. I just, I just love today. Thank you so much for being here. Great day, guys. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, we look forward to the next cocktail that we get to have with you guys. Uh, support local. We really appreciate you. Come by the restaurants. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Tell us more about the podcast than, uh, than we can talk about. Um, really, really love it. Appreciate you guys. Ooh, I had some random guy come up to me and say, are you part of that podcast? I felt like a celebrity. He was incredible. That's beautiful, yeah. isn't it? Cheers. That's awesome. One of nine people. You guys are all celebrities. He was, he was, Cheers. From, he was from Italy. Cheers, everybody. Later. <laughs> <laughs>